We're back. We'll be speaking with Mordecai Venunu in a few minutes, but I think I need to give you uh, some details of his background and do so at length to put um, our talk with him in perspective. Mordecai Venunu was a technician at Demona, Israel's secret nuclear facility from 1976 to 1985. He discovered that nuclear weapons were being secretly produced, and in 1986, he leaked photos and information to the London Sunday Times, showing that Israel had stockpiled about 200 nuclear warheads. He was kidnapped by Israeli intelligence, returned to Israel, tried, convicted, and spent 18 years in prison, including 11 in solitary confinement. We look forward to speaking with him, but let's take five minutes to review the historical context here. In the 1950s, Israel set out to build atom bombs. Surrounded by hostile neighbors, the Nazi Holocaust a mere handful of years passed, nuclear weapons seemed like an insurance policy against violence and aggression. But not only would the U.S. not help, the United States government did not wish to anger the Arab world and would not even make major arms sales to the young Jewish state. One thing Israel did was enlist its scientists and politicians in the Atoms for Peace program. Nuclear power would be a welcome thing to a nation having trouble buying oil, but the real motivation was always the bomb. Ernest Berman, the Robert Oppenheimer of Israel, would say years later, by developing atomic energy for peaceful purposes, you reach the nuclear option. There are no two atomic energies. Now at this point, the only nuclear powers in the world were the U.S., Britain, and Soviet Union. The first opportunity for Israel came from France, which had been snubbed by America and its desire for nukes. Israel set out to partner with France to advance both their nuclear desires. David Ben-Gurion, Israel's prime minister, and Shimon Peres, a future prime minister, worked hard to lend Israeli scientists to France. Numerous French Jewish scientists gladly helped the two nuclear wannabes forge ahead. After the Suez War in 1956, um, France accelerated its support of Israel. The French uh, saw the two nations as allied in their Middle East interests. The actual agreement they made was secret, however, and has remained so to this day. In 1957, at Demona, near Israel's Negev Desert, a small facility was uh, filled with French technicians and engineers. It was designed to produce enough nuclear materials for four Hiroshima-type bombs per year. The U.S. government was suspicious of this facility. Its investigation, its analysis, including U-2 imagery, uh, had convinced the Eisenhower administration by 1959 that Demona was being constructed to produce fissionable materials for A-bombs. At that point, the U.S. government decided to ignore its spy agencies and look the other way. The Israeli cover story was that it was a water desalination plant, either that or an agricultural research facility. It should be noted that uh, Demona was a very expensive uh, proposition, something like 10% of the Israeli defense budget was going into uh, the development of A-bombs, and this was not sitting well with a lot of political opposition in Israel. Many people were completely opposed to nuclear weaponry. In late 1960, John McCone, 
outgoing Atomic Energy Commission chairman and soon-to-be head of the CIA and the Kennedy administration, leaked to the New York Times information that Israel, with French help, was producing plutonium for atomic weapons. McCone and the Kennedy administration in general stood firmly against nuclear proliferation, but the Israeli response was to deny all charges. They hunkered down to withstand suspicions over its top-secret facility, and they would not allow inspections. But in 1962, an adamant JFK uh, said that warplanes would not be sold to Israel without inspections. So, David Ben-Gurion ordered that phony controls be constructed in a phony control room to fool inspectors. In uh, what was evidently a successful scam, computers operated the, the dials in the control room to indicate that only a small research reactor was operational. JFK told friends that the Israelis, quote, lie to me constantly about their nuclear capabilities, unquote. But under Lyndon Johnson, American resistance to a nuclear uh, Israel softened. Distracted by the quagmire in Vietnam and alarmed at Soviet influence in the Arab states, he not only permitted the sale of offensive weapons to Israel, he committed the U.S. to defend the Jewish state in case of attack. By 1965, Chemical reprocessing facilities were completed at Dimona, and somewhere about this time, Israel tested its first atomic blast in an underground cave. It was a very small device, not really a weapon, but it proved that with more plutonium, such nukes could and would follow. It was only a matter of time until Israel became a true nuclear power, but uh, the Johnson administration decided to accept that its inspections were proving that Israel was not building a bomb, an intelligence analyst who wrote reports understood that what was wanted by higher-ups was, uh, well, reports that didn't prompt them to act. In 1968, Demona was in full production. It began producing four or five nuclear warheads per year. When the Yom Kippur War erupted in 1973, there were about 25 nukes in the Israeli arsenal. For a couple of decades after this, uh, the whole discussion of Israelis' nukes would pretty much uh, go off the front pages, and subsequent U.S. administrations and other governments around the world simply decided to ignore the whole matter. In 1977, Mordecai Venunu went to work in the chemical reprocessing plant at Dimona. He was an Israeli raised in an Orthodox Jewish community. He was often in trouble for political views that were rather pro-Palestinian, but he went to work in some of the most sensitive areas of Demona. Laid off in 1985, he was later rehired. When he came back to the plant one night, he snuck in a camera and took 57 photos. A week later, he was fired for calling for a Palestinian state at a rally. But Venunu got a good severance from the plant and left the country. He went first to Australia, then to Britain. In 1986, still disillusioned with the treatment of Palestinians in Israel, which he compared to apartheid in South Africa, Benunu went to the Sunday Times of London to tell the story of the Demona nuclear weapons plant, a story of weapons that Israel did not admit existed. The pictures he took in Demona established his credibility, and the Times was going to go ahead with a story. But before it could do so, the Israeli government with close ties to the London newspaper world, had informed Prime Minister Shimon Peres of what was about to happen. Peres ordered the Mossad to take Venunu into custody, though for diplomatic reasons they were not to grab him in Britain. Mordecai Venunu was manipulated into going to Rome, 
and a few days before his story broke, he was seized, drugged, and flown to Israel in a packing crate. In March of 1988, he was sentenced to 18 years in a maximum security prison. Venunu had shown the intelligence community and public at large that Israel had developed the capability to produce hydrogen bombs, which are vastly more destructive than uranium or plutonium-based weapons. He had also shown that Israel was able to produce enhanced radiation devices, neutron bombs, that are lethal more from their radiation emitted than the power of their blast. Seymour Hirsch, in his excellent book, The Samson Option, which tells the tale of Demona and the nuclear uh, program of Israel, um, notes that intelligence analysts were surprised at how good Vanunu's information was and how it established, uh, without a doubt, the matters of the hydrogen bomb and neutron bomb. Nevertheless, activists around the world protested his imprisonment for noting what everyone in the intelligence community already knew. Israel had possessed nuclear weapons since the late 1960s. Joining us now from the state of Israel is Mordecai Venunu. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Mr. Venunu. Thank you very much. You were released from prison after serving 18 years on April, I guess, April 21st, 2004, with the provision you had to remain in the country for one year. Yes. Now it's the end of this year. They should let me go. Or if they want, they they have the power to give me another year of restriction. And your intention would be then to leave Israel? My intention is to go be free. I have never been free for 19 years, and I'm waiting for this freedom. I'm pleased to be speaking with you. I remember so well your case back in 1988 of what happened to you and what you've had to go through since then, and it's, yes. a, it's a terrible situation. A lot of people in the world were following your case very, very closely, and I think we're all very relieved to see that you finally are free again. Thank you very much. But they also now they try to charge me in the court for giving interviews, and I should be in the court next Tuesday on April 12th. One of the restrictions is not to speak to foreign media on foreigners. You certainly have uh, have spoken to the BBC. You've spoken to uh, to Amy Goodman here in the United States on Democracy Now. Yes. You've spoken to uh, to journalists from all over the world. And I guess the government is still taking exception with this. Since the last year I'm speaking, nothing happened. And maybe they will give up and let me leave the country this April 21st. Well, many people like myself, Mr. Vanunu, don't understand why the government would be still con- so concerned about not having you speak to people because it's quite clear that the secret of, of Demona and the secret of Israel possessing nuclear weapons is known by everyone. You are right, everyone. Many people think the same. But uh, I have no reason to be here because all the secrets have been published. I have no more than a secret. All the world has received this secret. And more than that, nothing happened to Israel or all the world, including the United States, ignoring these nuclear secrets, nuclear weapons. So there is no real reason why they should be, I should be here or keep in, in uh, isolation here, not to leave the country, not to speak to foreigners. If I still have nothing to reveal, the, the American reporter Seymour Hirsch has written a, a very good book about the Israeli nuclear program called The Samson Option, 
which I just reread prior to speaking with you, and it really outlines the entire history of the Demona plant from from the 50s on forward. So again, the question should be what 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 is it that uh, they don't want people to talk about? You are right. They should let me go, and then uh, the the nuclear policy of Israel should be continue examined by UN and the world. The demand from them to open the Muna nuclear reactor for inspection or to end this nuclear weapons program. There is no reason to punish me and to silence me. So maybe they should give up and let me go. We we certainly hope that the government will look favorably upon that and 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 will let you leave and emigrate. How how is your health? You spent quite a bit of time in solitary confinement. My health is very good. Uh, I'm also my surprised that I'm doing very well. Uh, I spent 11 and a half years in total isolation, another six years in also half isolated, and under very heavy psychological warfare by Israel spy trying to fight me in, in this isolation, try to even to damage my health. But I get out and I survived, and now I'm uh, coming back to be in very good health. So since I'm released, my situation much better because I can choose what I eat and can have uh, fresh air, walking, meeting people. So I'm become I come back to normal life. During those 11 and a half years, when you're in isolation, how restrictive was that? The restriction was they put me in a cell and separate this cell from all the prison. No one have any access to me. So I was alone for 11 and a half years in this cell. Only the guards used to come to see me, bring me food, or take me to work. For 11 and a half years, the only people who, whom I met is part of my family, my brothers, and my lawyer. Wow. And a priest for a few years. So that was 11 and a half years alone in the cell for 22 hours, 24 hours every day. I could sit, read, write, listen to music, radio, but no any human contact. Wow. Very hard, yes. You, you must surely have known in 1988 when you went to the, the London Times that the government would be angry, but you went ahead and did it. What, what motivated you to want to tell the story of the, of the Demona plant to the world? Because I worked in Dimona nuclear reactor for nine years, and I know what they are producing there. My job was to produce the nuclear materials for atomic bomb, uh, plutonium, lithium-6. So I saw how much they are producing. I saw how they are lying, cheating the world. And I decided at that time, the Cold War, to bring this information to the public, to make the people and the governments in all over the world to, of this reality, and to, in hope to prevent from Israel to use atomic bomb and to prevent the Holocaust on innocent people in many cities in the Middle East by Israel atomic bomb. Now, 1988, your photographs were analyzed by people who, who do such things, who are able to, to make assessments, and the world apparently was very surprised to discover that Demona had the capability to produce hydrogen bombs, of course, much more powerful than uranium or plutonium weapons, and also, also neutron bombs. 
But now that the information, again, is out, uh, I I assume it has been corroborated by others, and you're talking to people like ourselves about this, can have no no importance from a a military secret standpoint. Yes, all this information is in the public now, but the Israel government uh, not admitting and not giving any answer to anyone about what they are producing there, but... So that information now is not secret anymore. That was published in 1986. Israel continued to deny this. Israel continued to raise the dangers of nuclear weapons in Iran. But in fact, the real place where we have atomic bomb is here in Israel. So as of April 2005, as we speak today, it is still the official posture of the Israeli government that they do not possess nuclear weapons. Yes, they are still denying it, but I read in some uh, newspaper that the United States right now to tell them to sign the NPT treaty, non-proliferation treaty. If they will sign this non-proliferation treaty, that will force Israel to open Dimona reactor for inspection, and then they should uh, start all the production and they start destroying them. So we'll see what happened now in, in April 21st if they will let me go or if they are going to start changing its nuclear policy to open it and to sign the NPT treaty. Obviously you would like to see a reduction in nuclear arms in the Middle East and of course starting with Israel and, and, and perhaps then as a uh, as a way of, of having other nations nearby also abandon a nuclear program? Yes, I am uh, against any kind of nuclear weapons everywhere in the world. We need to start from here for Israel who are uh, introduce, introduce, introducing this policy of secret cheating. They have an atomic bomb and denied that is Israel production and exporting to other states to play this game. So we should stop this system of cheating to open their nuclear facilities and to destroy nuclear weapons. And next, uh, the superpowers, including the United States, Russia, will continue to reduce their atomic bomb until we will have all the world free from nuclear weapons. The world today don't need any nuclear weapons. Having worked in a secret facility denied by the government, um, how do you view the current statements made that Iran and North Korea and other countries have secret programs. Do you, do, you, do you believe that either of those countries is close to having a nuclear weapon? I'm reading the newspaper like everyone, and I think they, maybe the South, North Korea, maybe have, the power, have developed, built few atomic bombs, and they have negotiated the end of that program with the United States. They are ready to end them. About Iran, they also published that maybe they have, but I don't believe they have anything. Maybe they are building the potential to develop, to build them. But we should remember this situation in North Korea and Iran. It's the result of Israel nuclear secret policy of cheating. If Israel had not introduced this policy, no one in the world would follow it, and every state will open its program. So the way for the United States, what George Bush and his Condoleezza Rice should deal with this Iran and uh, North Korea is by going to Israel to demand from them to open Dimona to end this cheating, and then they will have the power to impose this policy on other states.
So maybe they are in the way, but we should not forget that the problem is here, Israel. After we sign off uh, with you here, which we'll which we'll do shortly, I don't want to I don't want to keep you. I'm going to talk a bit about the the episode in the South Indian Ocean with the collaboration between Israel and South Africa for a nuclear bomb that the world covered up. The United States government covered up. Do you, do you have any any comments about that? The South African collaboration. It was very known that he, Israel was exporting and cooperating and helping South Africa to develop and build their atomic bomb during the Cold War. And even they have a nuclear test in Kalahari Desert in South Africa. But since my revelation, the world realized how much danger this nuclear secret cooperation and the, what Israel produced and had the same could have been also in South Africa. And for that reason, the U.S. and other states demanded from South Africa to end its nuclear program. And that was the end of the apartheid and uh, the end of nuclear weapons in South Africa. So the same should happen here in Israel. What happened in South Africa, that the apartheid ended, nuclear weapons destroyed. Israel still have nuclear weapons and also still have apartheid regime. That if you are Jewish, you have all the rights. If you are not Jewish, you don't have rights. All this is controlled and protected by nuclear weapons. For that reason, we want the United States to deal with nuclear weapons in Israel. Mr. Venuno, are there any, any final messages that you would like to, to give to our listeners? Yes, I hope they will let me leave next April 21st. And I would be happy very much to come to the United States to speak, to preach the good news of ending nuclear weapons everywhere in the world and to make our world free from all nuclear weapons and protect this globe from nuclear disaster to have much more peaceful world and cooperating between all nations, all human race. Well, Mr. Venino, I hope that that is possible, and I hope we'll be able to meet face-to-face at some point in the not-too-distant future here in California. We have hopes, and we will live by hopes. Thank you for speaking with us, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. This, uh, this is certainly a harrowing tale. Now, whether Israel should or should not have developed nuclear weapons is something people can debate. It uh, certainly cost um, the Jewish state a lot of money, and um, had an effect in the area that, uh, well, when you talk about stabilizing or destabilizing, that too is debatable. Uh, what isn't debatable is that the Demona nuclear plant succeeded in making Israel a nuclear power, and that is very old news. Mordecai Venunu dealt Israel a blow in the court of public opinion by revealing that the government had been lying for decades about what it was doing out in the Negev Desert. He did not otherwise injure Israeli nuclear production. To imprison him now for continuing to simply tell the truth would be to compound the profound wrong already done him. Uh, we here at KDVS, like the rest of the world media, will, uh, will monitor closely what happens in the courts in Israel next week. And, and note that, uh, you know, keeping the light of public attention on this case can only help Mr. Venunu and I think, uh, you know, help the world situation in general. I find it absolutely mind-boggling that the big issue for the Israeli government seems to be that they want to continue to maintain the fiction that they're not a nuclear power. 
unbelievable. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and this is KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. Stay tuned for our third segment. We've got a few more things for you. (music) 